the Lord. Hallelujah. This word of God made quite a strong impact on my heart last week. And I wish we could just say it, read it together. Um, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 8. It made a very, very strong impact on my life. And I don't know how to explain it, but I have found out that victory in the Lord is based on this. Amen. Shall we all read the scripture and let it sink into your heart? One, two. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, Whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Amen. Give it to us in NLT, please. Let's do it again. One, two. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Amen. Can we do it one last time? One, two. And now, brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Amen. I'll tell you. I don't know, but I pray God would do this for everybody. See, the word of God is spirit. It is actually spirit. And I pray that he would help us to encounter the spirit of the word. Because the letter killeth. Hallelujah. Last week, as the Lord led us. And taught us. I was telling someone. I said. I want you to note something from me. And take it. When I stand here to preach. I don't preach to anyone than myself. Hallelujah. The reason is because. Just as it comes forth. By the Holy Spirit. It comes to me as well. And I saw. From the study we had last week. That. A man can be victorious in line with the power of God when he allows the good things of God to occupy him. Hallelujah. So, just want to say that anything that is lovely, if anything comes and it doesn't, it's going to cause you trouble, drop it. Cast, the Bible says that, cast it down. Hallelujah. And I'm, I'm, I'm very conscious, and I pray someone will pick it up and be conscious as well, in Jesus' name. I'm very conscious, now, I let anything, if it is said by somebody If the devil sent a a signal as we learned last week, I want to, what will this do? Stop it right there. And let me reflect on things that are of good report, things that are admirable, things that are lovely, things that are great, that brings praiseworthy to the Lord. Let me be occupied with that until the day the Lord will call me home. Amen.
is just by the way. Father, we just thank you for tonight. Thank you for your spirit that is still at work. By your grace, it is very clear that the spirit of God is at work in us. Both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Tonight you have brought us to your presence. We are asking that it will not be a matter of any man's reasoning. That it will be a matter of the spirit of the word of God coming forth to us all. Teaching us to observe all things. And I saw that when you said, and Samuel's words never fell to the ground. Oh my father. I pray that your word through me will never fall to the ground. That would accomplish the reason for your sending it forth. Speak to us tonight in clear language. Also by the spirit. So that our spirits will be energized and will be strengthened. We bless you in Jesus name. Amen. We're going to speak a parable, and I was in my mind, I noticed that almost as if every year, the Spirit of God pops up with this issue we are going to tackle in different dimensions. The parable of the dragnet. Um, I, I, I think even last year, it was shared. And so, I was very particular asking, Lord, what is the reason? Of your emphasis to us in this word. And so we want to look into it quickly from Matthew chapter 13. The parable of the dragnet. Um, it's from verse number 47 to 52. If you even have heard it for the past five years. Just as was said by. Amma. Asustama. That let it come to us in a way that we can hear the voice of God coming into the matter. The Bible says. Again. I'm beginning to. Consider the word again. You know, last two weeks or so, we spoke about the kingdom of heaven. And it, re- it, it, it got along with the word again. And it appears today, even as we are going into another matter. Ah, that even has to do with the kingdom of heaven. Again. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a drag net that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind. Ah, this is too powerful. Which when it was full, they drew to shore. And they sat down and gathered the good into Vessels, but threw the bad away. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just, and cast them into the furnace of fire. But there will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, Have you understood all these things? Jesus said to them, Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes, Lord. May we understand these things, that we may respond, Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a household 
who brings out of his treasury things new and old. It's another beautiful one. Praise the Lord. The first thing we want to consider is the verse number 47. It's very powerful. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that will cast into the sea and gather some ev- some of every kind. Oh. Some of every kind. What is the dragnet? Dragnet is, in physical terms, the nets that fishermen use to catch fish. It's a kind of a trap. When they throw it into the river or the sea and the fish come, it collects them, they can't run away. That is the dragnet. And then they drag it. So I was looking at that and I observed that the police also have a dragnet. When the police want to arrest somebody, there's a term like that for the police. They have the dragnet. The police has something such as dragnets, which is used to trap criminals. In other words, if they want to catch criminals, they have a way of trapping them to be able to catch them. But in our case, we are looking at the Lord has brought us in. Now, I personally, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. It got me very scared in the sense of many people become very comfortable that they are members of church or they are members of Christian fraternity. But I observed that when the net has been casted and brought us all in, if something doesn't happen to us in the net, it can be very dangerous. Because he said that it was cast into the sea and gathered some of all kind. Immediately my antennas went up. Reasoning is because we've been trapped and we have found ourselves in the kingdom. We thank God for it. But we cannot remain. And so my prayer as I was reflecting on this was Lord if the net was when the net was casted I had not been arrested you have not been arrested you will be swimming free until you end up in hell. But if the net has caught you, because he said the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. If it has caught you, it's a first step. Praise the Lord. The fact that we have been caught by the dragnet does not mean that automatically we have become members Of the kingdom of heaven. No. So in my reflection. I saw the need. Seriously to think about. What should happen to the man or the woman. Whom the net has caught. It's more important than. Having been caught. Hallelujah. Reasoning is because 
it will be unfair to be caught by the net and you are in the flow of the net. Because what he said was that the kingdom of heaven is like a net. If it was only that and it has arrested us, that should have been fine. But we observe that at the end of the day, there was going to, or oh, there is going to be a, a selection or sieving or checking and all of that. And I think that is more crucial to us than anything else. So, two stages. Swimming in the river, free, like just as when we were in the world free, doing our own thing that we didn't know. That, for that one, there was no, you don't even think that heaven, kingdom of heaven mattered anyway. But when you have actually been arrested, trapped, and caught in the net, and you have been pulled back, it doesn't stop there. What is very critical is that there is going to be a selection because the next thing is said in the verse 48 was this. Which when it was full, ah, which when it was full, they drew to the shore and they sat down. Hey, there is going to be a sitting down. Car. There is going to be a sitting down. None of us, you see, brethren, I, I want us to become very sensitive and conscious to the Spirit of God. God doesn't, He does things deliberately. He doesn't do things loosely or anyhow. Hallelujah. The Bible said they sat down. And gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. May I tell you, if you have been arrested by the net, be conscious to be among the good in the name of Jesus. Whatever it will take for you to be convinced in your own self, that you are a good child of God, I plead with you by the mercies of God tonight, become. Just become that. Hallelujah. The net has arrested you and I. We are in the net. But what is critical is that there's going to be a deliberate setting down to take away. What does that mean? What does that really mean? You know, brethren, I beg you in the name of Jesus. If God arrests you and brings you to the kingdom, I want to tell you, you cannot afford to live just as you please in the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Let me just take us to Matthew 22. Verse number 9 to 14. Listen to this. Therefore, go into the highways and as many as you find, invite them to the wedding. Most of us know the story for the benefit of those who don't know. Jesus is the one who spoke. This highway is like 
in the sea or the river that we are talking about tonight. A man has prepared his feast. And the people who were invited to come took it for granted. But because of the expenditure, the amount of preparation and everything that had been put in, the Lord didn't want things to be wasted. So he sent his servants and said, go, go everywhere, everybody. Just bring them in. Just bring them in. And I, I related to the dragnet because I saw a similar situation. We have come in. So when this man invited everybody else, the fact that he has invited everybody else to come does not mean that you can be at the wedding and be anyhow at the wedding. So, if I can humbly say this, can we search within our hearts and begin to examine our own selves and ask serious questions? How is my flow with God? How is my walk with God? In this Christianity, I have found myself. I say so because we have just read that the dragnet has brought people in. But there was a sitting down to do a separation so that it is not automatic that once I am in, drawn or trapped by the dragnet, I qualify to enter the kingdom of heaven. Equally, in emphasizing it and explaining it to us more, I will read the verse 9 to 14 and then we will get back. It said, Therefore go into the highways. As many as you can find, invite them. Everybody must be invited. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered to and, and gathered all whom they found. Thank God that you and I were found. Praise the Lord. Both bad and good. Let me tell you something. Both bad people and good people are in the church. Amen. I can only humbly say Check to find whether you are good or you are bad. You are the one who had to decide. Both bad and good. And the wedding hall was filled with guests. And the wedding hall let me tell you, Christianity, if it is based on church, I think it has failed now. Because nobody can excuse himself. Everybody knows Jesus is the Lord. Hallelujah. Eleven said, But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. Ah. He saw a man there. He didn't have a wedding garment, but he was in the wedding room. Do you understand what it means? No wonder he asked the question, do you understand what it means? We can be in the kingdom of heaven. Let me tell you, brethren, we can be part of Whatever is happening in church settings, we can be part of it as we have been part of it over the years. We can. But what kind of garment are we wearing? It's a very crucial matter. And so when everything was set, there 
No, just stay there before. Thank you. The king came and see the guests and saw a man there did not have on a wedding garment. Ka. I pray in the name of Jesus you will never forget this. Hallelujah. What kind of garment are you wearing? Ibetam no fro. And do you know that every one of us, when we are coming for weddings, does anybody decide, does anybody tell you what you should wear? Of course. I have attended weddings a lot in this house. And everybody put up their best, through or false. Because we are coming for wedding. I believe very, very strongly that if we came for a wedding and we saw a mad person, they will bundle him out. Because nobody attends. In fact, church service, we don't even uh, let people who are not... I mean, what do you think would happen if we came in and we saw some people who are smelling and they are rolling their eyes? Baumis will try and look for the macho men to bundle them out. It's a fact. But I see something God is saying. When he said, when the king came in and saw, somebody doesn't belong here. Now, the danger in it is that this person has had the privilege of being part of everything that began. And that's one of the things we should think about. We can always be a part of everything, but we should remember that at the end of the day, there will be a sitting down to separate. And I beg God that when it comes, may we be found as some people who have their garments on. If we, we, if we live in this consciousness of this truth, I want to tell us that none of us will take things anyhow. We will always think about whatsoever thing that is good. We will always think about whatever thing that is pure, admirable. We will be occupied in such a way that if anybody else was to bring any palaba, will say, my friend, I am not ready. I spoke to somebody last night. A very serious conversation. I haven't had it for a long time. I said, brother, do you understand what you have gotten yourself involved? Are you ready to let your kingdom be taken from you? The guy was crying. I said, do you understand? Because he was recommended by a pastor to see me. And when I listened to his matter, I broke down. And I said, how could such a thing happen? That feely feely in your eyes, you are a child of God, but... You are allowing things to slip out of your hands. If you don't want to miss this kingdom, I instruct you in the name of Jesus tonight, take a very serious action against your own will and save your soul. As the guy was sobbing, crying out, I heard a faint voice, I will do. I said, are you sure? Later, around 11, 10, 11, he calls me up. And he said, I cannot let this slip from me, the kingdom. I have done it. I said, blessed be God. Brethren, there come a time we need to take decisions like that. I don't know anything that has become too important to you. I don't. But if anything is really on your life, making you put on a garment that can let you be disqualified, please take a bull by the horn and make sure you do everything to be free. Hallelujah. But when the king came to see the guests, 
It may sound as if the interest of the king was that get everybody for me to see my hall is filled. It may seem as if that when it is filled, the king is happy. But I have noticed that with God, he is never moved by plenty. But he is moved when he can see people have taken serious steps. Hallelujah. So he stood up and spoke away. He doesn't have the correct garment. And if I can be practical a bit, brother, sister, God is saying to us, anything that is not helping us to stand, to have a correct stand with God, let's get rid of it. Let's just get rid of it. Anything you know better than I know who I am. I know anything that will not help me. few days ago, in my own reflection, and I was just looking at a lot of things, and I said, Lord, I thank you. I shouted, I thank you, that in my mind, this is not a problem as it used to be. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm telling I, I said, I shouted it to myself, Lord, I thank you. If anybody heard me, he didn't know what I, but I was just telling the Lord the victory in my own mind. The victory in my own mind. That whatsoever thing that is pure, that is of a good report, has dominated so strongly that I just said, Lord, I thank you. This is not a matter to Dennis anymore. Hallelujah. Because he said, friend. He was qualified as a friend because the dragnet took him. Do you remember that when Judas the Scariot, uh, Judas the betrayer, even came, Jesus called him a friend. Friend, do what you came to do. So when the dragnet brings you into the kingdom, you have become a friend. You have become a Christian. But the issue is, it doesn't stop there. The issue is, whatever you do, is so critical. And so, tonight, I thank God that we are, we've been dragged. We've been dragged. But it doesn't stop there. Let's make sure our garments are white, spotless. There is no spot in the garment. There is nothing. Let nothing obstruct you. Let nothing occupy you. Let there, let there be a flow. God, God, what, what would you have me to do? I am ready to do. I love you, Jesus. You are obedient to everything God tells us. You know, sometimes, brethren, let me tell you a secret. Sometimes some of us are very disobedient in secret. The disobedience, let me tell you, this is how it works. Nobody else knows. But you say, this one I will not do. This one I will not do. This one I will not do. Things concerning your own life, and how God has instructed you to do things. And you say, this one I will not do. Actually, those are more dangerous things than things that you see. I have found out that in life, people align themselves only to, only to the exposed things of men. Ah, let me do so that nobody will see this. But I have found out that what God witnesses to my life, for correction is more important than anybody seeing me as correct. It's one of the things. So I must judge myself so that before God I will stand tall. Hallelujah. I believe everybody in this house. I believe because we, 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 we trust God. There is not a single body in this 
Christ's house. Who doesn't have a witness in his spirit concerning things that God say? Just nobody. Everyone in this house hears the voice of God. And when you hear those things, your reaction to them are very crucial than anything else that will let men think you are okay. Because the king said, friend, did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. When God calls you a friend, when God asks you, are you really the one who said this? Are you really the one who thought like that? It's only friends who can hear voices like that. And I believe that majority of us are friends to the Lord. Amen. Jesus said, I no longer call you slaves or servants because a servant does not know what his master is doing. I called you friends because now you have matured. So whenever you see a friend mentioning like this, God is establishing that we don't have any excuse because we hear him. Hallelujah. Friend. Friend. You came. Did you not notice that this was a wedding? Even though we picked you from the street. And honestly speaking, all of us were picked from the streets. Hallelujah. All of us. We came from the street. But. It is no excuse that I'm a street boy, so I should remain a street boy. None of us should remain in the flow of the kingdom of heaven and still remain the same. And I pray for, to God for me, for all of us, that the word of God may have a free course to us in the name of Jesus. If that doesn't happen, we have a big case. Friend, how is it possible that you are here? It's a wedding. It's a wedding. And when he has said that, verse 13 said, Then the king said to the servants, Bind his hands his hand and foot. Take him away. Cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Brother, if nobody ever has ever told you, our entering into the kingdom of heaven is not as cheap as anybody has thought. I want to tell us. It is a very strict matter. I remember sharing a word with someone and I said, one of the things that blows me that people even had to ask. Bible said, Pearl, if you have lived all your life righteous, righteous, since you got to know the Lord, conscious and everything, and you leave your righteousness, and you do one thing unrighteous. And you are caught in it. You don't repent. You don't change. Either God takes you home. Or he comes to meet you. The Bible said our righteousness will never be counted. It's in the scriptures. It says in the scriptures. Our righteousness will never mean anything. Likewise, if a man has lived wicked all his life, and then one day, the word of God comes to him, and then he says, Ah, 
I am sorry, Lord. Forgive me. And the Lord comes at that time. All his wickedness will never be remembered. May the seed of this remain in your heart. I think I'm speaking from Ezekiel 33, verse 18. Ezekiel 33 is in there somewhere. Let me see. Verse, verse, verse. When the righteous turns from his righteousness. Before then, let me see what is in the verse 9 or something like that. But okay, this one says that. Yeah. Okay, let's stay on the verse 18. When the righteous turns from his righteousness and commits iniquity, he shall do what? Shall die because of what? That iniquity. But when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does what is lawful and right, he shall live because of what? Having turned away from that. Somewhere in this chapter, it says that, then the people say that, this is not fair. Ah, thank you. Yet you say, the way of the Lord is not fair. A house of, uh, uh, oh, house of Israel. I will judge every one of you according to his own ways. In the human understanding, how can I live 61 years and I have been all good and just one corner, corner way, you are telling me, you are not fair, Lord. And God said, nobody has the right to tell God this is not fair. I pray that having come, been arrested by the dragnet, may we have the correct garment. All the days of our lives. May we have such a sensitive spirit. That will let us. Say. "Mm -mm, I'm not comfortable with what I'm doing. Lord. This is not what I want to do. But I'm actually not comfortable. Please help me out. You know it is always better to face it like that. Than allow things to go. On Sunday I think something. We said something that the Spirit of God was impressing on my heart. Allow. Praise the Lord. Allow. Allow the Spirit of God to work. Allow His will to be done. And so brethren, in the dragnet, many have been dragged, including you and I. But it is not enough to be dragged. Now that the net has us, we should also make sure that the word of God is working. Amen. This morning I was so blessed. The Lord says something to me that, oh, Jesus. It was such a blessing to me. Such a blessing. I prayed my heart after that. And I'm still meditating on that. So, Can we go back to our, this was just by the way, can we go back to uh, our main scripture? This one with, ah, so we didn't, okay. We got to 14, okay. For many are called, but few are chosen. It was such a bother. How can I be called and not be chosen? Hey! But you see, it's emphasizing the drag. You have been dragged. We are quite close to the kingdom. We must also be chosen. Praise the Lord. That's all that God is saying. If you have been dragged by the net, and you are in the net, fight to be chosen. Put on the correct garment. The people by the wayside, The highway, they came freely. They were dragged by invitation to the wedding hall. But God was still very emphatic. 
to say that because you didn't have the correct garment. What is the correct garment? The correct garment is to carry Jesus. Praise the Lord. The correct garment is to behave like Jesus. The correct garment is to be an instrument in the hands of God. That's what it means. We cannot be in, in the faith. We cannot be dragged and get into it when we still decide to live our own lives. So tonight, we are privileged to be dragged. We are privileged to have been called from the byway and the highway, but it doesn't stop there. We need to trust God for something to happen to us. There's a scripture in First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 5. And I, I was just thinking about that. Therefore, but in relation to whatsoever thing, uh, think on these things, pure, admirable, lovely, good report. I was thinking about this. Therefore, judge that thing before the time. Oh, I prayed. I prayed. I said, Lord, don't let me see anything with my own eye and start thinking that it should be leader, it should be like this, it should be like that. Because the Bible says that until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the heart, then each man's praise will come from God. Amen. The portion that was a matter to me was uh, hidden to uh, bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsel of the heart. That portion and reveal the counsel of the heart. Let me tell you something. When something is inside of you, there is nobody who can see it. And I believe that Many of us, if we are not careful, our disqualification may come only from what has been going on inside us. That's the reason why whatsoever thing that is of good report, whatsoever thing that is of purity or lovely, may we be occupied. There is no man under the sun who has authority to know what goes on inside of you. But God knows. Christianity is not what you, we, I present to people. Christianity actually is what God reads inside. Is Jesus the chief of this man's heart? And is he in obedience with him? So that scripture was really a matter to me. And reveal the counsel of his heart. And reveal the counsel of his heart. Or of their hearts. I pray that. Having been dragged. May the spirit of God not allow us to think. The way we want to. Or behave the way we want to. In the name of Jesus. May God help us in a manner that we, I, how do I put it? May the Lord help us in a manner that even what goes on in, in us should be as plain as what is seen outside. What I mean by it is, there should never be a division to say that, okay, this one nobody will understand. That's, if nobody understands, it's, it's the one who, whom we have to deal with, if he rather understands his heroes. Because I've seen that there is no man who can go and stand before God for another man. It's not possible. No man can say, Lord, please, I think you are making a mistake with this man. So when one day a sister told me and said, as for you, I have always said to myself, 
when I go to King, the heaven and I don't see you, I will be surprised. When that sister said that to me, it was too much a blow to me. And I said, does she know my heart? Can she read my heart? She had better not said such a thing. Because the truth is, the one who will take the measurement, he does not see like the way man sees. So, that's why I want to plead that all of us, brethren, all of us, let's continuously weigh ourselves in the light of how does God see it? How is God going to react to this thought? How is God going to? You know, that's why I thank God for the word of God. Let's go to Hebrews. And then we'll be praying shortly. I want to show you something that the word of God does. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 11 and 12. And then we would stand to pray. Let us therefore be diligent to enter the rest. Lest anyone falls according to the same example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and powerful. Ka, hallelujah. And sharper than any two edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the soul and the spirit. I have a spirit inside of me, I have a soul. The only thing that can Come in at a point in time to let me know that this is fleshly or this is soulish and this is spirit is only the word of God. Praise the Lord. And the joints and the marrow and is the descender of thoughts and, intent, and the intents of the heart. There is nobody, let me tell you, there is not even a prophet. When you sit in your seat and you have an open heart, God can help you by his word to the extent that falling to repent is not difficult. Amen? That's actually the truth. When we sit down and we really hear the word of God the way we ought to hear, I want to tell you, the word of God is the only thing that is able to travel through your spirit and your soul to really divide the truth to say, like the way Jesus told the brother, you have, this is not the mind of God. You are operating differently. Satan has gotten involved, you don't even know that. It is only the word of God that can bring a man to this. So, may you and I never be offended at the word of God. In the name of Jesus. May the word of God come in such a manner that at any point in time, as I sit, even without anybody knowing, I can, my picture can play. And then I can say, Lord, you are justified. You are justified. I am wrong. Lord, I see it. I can see my nakedness. I can, I mean, I can see my hypocrisy. It is only the word of God that is able to do that. And so, I pray that any time we come Together, and God sends His word. May the word do as it pleases. May it divide the soul and the spirit. I love that phrase. And it's the descender of thought. Anything that I will have in my mind that is not correct, the word of God should arrest it. And don't make me comfortable. You know, sometimes you just have to pray certain sincere prayers for yourself. Lord, anything that is not correct, 
that he seemed to be having support from my soulish life. Help me. Divide it quickly, Lord, for me. And let me be aware that I may repent. Because having been dragged in the net, having been trapped and caught in the net is not enough. But the garment and the word of God that will pray it is more important. Can we bow tonight and tell God? Just want to just close. Tell the Lord. Let's have some sincere sincerity. Father, you said your word is the divider of the soul and the spirit. And it is true because I have experienced it and I believe our brethren have. Tonight we are only asking. Even though you have graciously caught us in the net and you have brought us there are challenges. Lord, I pray that your word will never free me. Lord, I submit myself to you tonight and ask that any time I become stubborn to you, oh, Jesus, don't let it be at all. No! Let your word Descend on me so strongly that I may know what my soulish desire is. And what the spirit desires is. So that I will be able to agree with your spirit. Tonight we are acknowledging that you have brought us into this matter. We are privileged to have been trapped in the net. But as we see and as we hear, it's not enough. Until, Lord, your word is having a free course. Until, Lord, your word is renewing. Until, Lord, therefore tonight, Lord, I surrender to you. And I pray this prayer that brother was prayed in the scriptures. That may your word have a free course in us. I pray in the name of Jesus for those who are online and for those of us inside. Lord, we we appeal to you that your word may have a free course. The course that even if it has to disgrace us, that we may be saved. Please do it. The course that if it has to break us down for remolding. Please do it. The cause that it will reveal my mind, my thoughts. You are the one who said, dear father, is the descender of thought and the intents. Ah, I beg you, my father. You said also that we should allow purity, admirable, lovely, Lord, we see that the fight actually is not out there. It's within us. Of course, you emphasize that even in Galatians, the struggle of the spirit and the soul. Tonight we pray that as we have been dragged, O God, into the net and trapped into the net, we pray that, O God, there will be such a flow. Lord, we intercede also for one another. All of us, please help us. Please, Father, help us to live such a way that it will be so evident that you are in the driver's seat of our lives. I thank you, Heavenly Father. I'm so grateful. Even the way you have spoken to me, and I believe the way we have heard you, Please help us. We just want to be found pleasing you. Jesus told us 
He does those things that please you. Therefore, you have not left him. I pray this for all of us, that Lord will be found doing what pleases you, the Father, to maintain your presence in us. We bless you. Thank you. Thank you for all of the brethren who have made time because we had an appointment with you and we have heard you. Oh, bless each one of us. And let us flow according to your will. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Thank you for the attention.